Fauci admits that COVID hospitalizations are being overreported. Russia threatens United States after Biden warned of sanctions, and a new Minnesota program will give extra pay to non-white teachers. We're getting to all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop the video a like, subscribe to the post notifications on every single day. If you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps, go there right now and click subscribe. Click all the engagement buttons. It's the only way this show can grow. Like, share, subscribe, whatever you have to do, comment. It's free to click a button and it helps spread the real news, helps the show grow. Now let's get right into this. So a Minnesota program will give extra pay to non-white teachers who instruct other non-whites. Uh, the policy comes under fire as critics claim that it may return America to something dangerous, they quote. Now before we read too much into this, drop a video like, share, subscribe, click all the engagement buttons, the only way this show can grow. Um, so uh, that the person described the policy as only designed to make voting groups feel good and as though their official officials care about them. She went on to explain that it's an attempt to return to something dangerous, seeming it call uh, back to segregating schools. The program claims that instead of having racist intent, it's supposed to reduce isolation and cr increase opportunity for support, according to the policy. In reality, this could be further from the truth, the obvious outcome... A policy only incentivizes isolation and encourages people to remain with others who look like them. This, this, ensure, uh, this entire policy also breaks the idea of all protected classes receiving equal opportunity. This is an opportunity that is only afforded to the individuals of a certain skin color. There, are all, uh, there are also becomes an issue of non-white students is defined. Yeah, uh, yeah. How do, you, how do you define non-white students? Um, because I am technically 15% African. Does this make me non-white? Some people say I look Middle Eastern. Does this make me look... I am actually have some Egyptian in me. Does this make me non-white? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it, I guess it will depend on the, the overall grading scale of, um, <laughs> of people of my race. That's, that seems to be... Like the don't they classify Asians now as white in a lot of places because their scores are so good they can't consider them a minority because they're doing too well. Crazy how that's determines if you're a minority or not based on your your academics. Pretty interesting. If a mixed person with a white father and a black mother happened to have skin that looked more white than non-white in the same opportunity available, question mark, there is no concrete definition for white and non-white. Many Americans are mixed ancestry. This is why Americans is known as America is known as a melting pot. My fiance is quite literally 50% Jamaican and 50%, you know, like it's Jewish. Okay? Her mom is quite literally like full-on Jamaican and she my my fiance looks white. Okay? The mom literally went to school with Bob Marley, okay? So so would would she be considered non-white even though she looks white, but on paper and genetically she's not really so Garrett called back to the school of uh, Ruby Bridges at this time. Bridges was six years old and the first black student from New Orleans to integrate into a southern school. The young child was escorted by U.S. Marshals and received threats as she entered the school. Okay, they just call him back to 
what happened in history. During the first year of her instruction in the public school, Bridges only had one teacher. Her name was uh, Barbara Henry, a white woman. I'm sure that Miss Henry felt unsupported and isolated, just like Ruby did. But you know what they did? They sucked it up. They put on the big girl pants, and they found support in each other because each other was integration. That's what integration was about. It's about understanding. Support comes from all races. I mean, that, that's that's a really interesting story. I mean, that's I'm glad that they brought it up. So I'll summarize because I probably didn't say it too well. Um, so going back to when Ruby Bridges, the six-year-old, was the first black student from New Orleans to integrate into a southern school, and she only had one teacher, and that teacher was actually white. And it shows that I like that. I like that story. It shows, you know, crossing racial boundaries, racial lines, and, you know, coming together. A black girl being taught by a, a white woman. It's not the wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. That's a, that's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a good thing, especially at a time how it was back then. Uh, the makers of the Minnesota policy foolishly claim their justification is providing collegial support as if support can only come from a person who shares the right race of the person they support. The only people in this entire country that even cares about race at this point is quite literally the left, okay? Those are the only people that ever care about race. I couldn't, I, I bet 100% of the people watching this podcast, if they're conservative, occasionally we get like a hater that comes around through here. So minusing the haters out, uh, I'll guarantee you everyone else who is listening or watching to this really give two shits of the race of pretty much anything, okay? And I'd say the only time I guess it would be brought up if the left left makes it a thing. Other than that, we could really care less. So the U.S. gets threatened by Russia after Biden warned of sanctions. In a recent call between Joe Biden and Putin, the American president urged Russia to de-escalate the military situation in Ukraine. Before we get into this, like, share, subscribe, click all the engagement buttons. It's free to do so, and it's the only way the real news can spread. So WDRB News tweeted out, U.S. sanctions, Putin's foreign uh, affairs advisor says sanctions would be a colossal mistake that would entail grave consequences. So Biden made clear that the U.S. and its foreign allies would act uh, decisively if Russia was to invade its neighbor. Putin didn't seem terribly concerned about the warning, claimed that it would generally satisfied with the phone call. A Kremlin spokesperson warned the United States by saying that sanctions on Russia would be a colossal mistake and the grave consequences appeared to threaten the world's greatest superpower. Biden in the past said that it would not deploy troops to bolster Ukraine's defense, but would, however, impose harsh sanctions if Russia was to invade. Placing these two puzzle pieces together, it would seem like the Kremlin doesn't have uh, some intentions to launch an invasion. After all, sanctions should not occur unless military action was taken against the Ukraine. Putin allegedly told Biden that Russia needs legally binding agreements on security guarantees urging NATO to not accept Ukraine as an ally. As of right now, Biden has not taken any strong position on Ukraine uh, president's request to join the global allyship, but but certainly seemed to oppose any sort of war. And um, Jack Posobiec tweeted something out. He tweeted out two photos. It was like, let's go Brandon. And it was a recent tweet that said, breaking Biden assures Putin U.S. won't deploy offensive weapons uh, in Ukraine, um, and there was an old tweet from a year ago of Biden 
Vladimir Putin doesn't want me to be president. He doesn't want me to be your nominee. And if you're wondering why, it's because I'm the only person in the field who's ever gone toe-to-toe with him. Yeah, you're so, so, so strong. So strong, Brandon. Um, Pasobic said, to be clear, we definitely don't want a war with Russia over Ukraine, but Brandon is the worst negotiator in history of negotiators and doesn't keep a single promise. Um, let me see someone. Okay, nothing's there. Uh, the situation began when 175,000 Russian troops were deployed to the border of Ukraine, but Russia has been deploying troops at the border for years. Why isn't this any different? Well, in the, in the past, smaller amounts of troops were deployed in the broad daylight as a, an apparent scare tactic. The recent deployment of troops happened under the cover at night. If scaring the neighboring country was a goal, Russia would want to deploy to be uh, blatant and obvious, not stealthy. Maybe that's what they want you to think. Maybe they, maybe they were like, let's try to be stealthy, but let's make sure they know we're trying to be stealthy. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that was the plan. I don't know. I don't know. Just throw that out there. If you want someone to think that you're actually going to attack, you would make it look like you're trying to get away with it. But your intention is actually for them to know, hmm, you know, some 4D chess shit right there. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it seems like other other world leaders are way more cunning than our generals. So I'm like, like Millie, literally tipping off our enemy of stuff that's literally not going to happen. Quantitatively, you're having so many more people, including children, who are getting infected. And even though hospitalization among children is much, much lower on a percentage basis than hospitalizations for adults particularly elderly individuals. However, when you have such a large volume of infections among children, even with a low level of rate of infection, you're going to still see a lot more children who get hospitalized. But the other important... Real quick, I just want to say, Dr. Fauci is now a, a conspiracy theorist along the lines of us, literally saying what we've been saying for two years that was getting us removed from social media. Before I play the full clip, click the video like and share it because the only way the real news will spread. Now let's watch. The important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID. And they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when, in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. That is right. The narrative is now changing at an extremely rapid pace about COVID. Why? Because we're seeing more COVID cases than ever before under the Biden administration. When the Biden administration promised that they will end and deal with COVID and it'll be over. Oh, just elect him as president. He'll stop nature from existing. Okay. Now they need to change the narrative because the midterms are going to be coming up and they need to get the new narrative going that, well, look, Biden did get rid of COVID. Things aren't getting worse because they were promoting doom and gloom for so long. It is insane how much the left just changes their narrative 
given the circumstances at the time with what they need at the time, okay? Now, if you listened to what Fauci was saying, what he was he said many, many things. I'm, I want to break down every last bit of what he said and how that's what we've been saying for a very long time. Okay, let's, let's go through every last sentence. Well, that's a good question, and there are two things that contribute to that. First of all, quantitatively, you're having so many more people, including children, who are getting infected. And even though hospitalization among children is much, much lower on a percentage basis than hospitalizations for adults, particularly elderly. And Remember when we were saying that it's mostly old people that need to be worried about this, not so much kids? Well, Fauci just said that, even though... He literally just said hospitalizations are much, much lower on percentage basis for children versus adults, especially older people. Okay, what? This is the stuff that literally made me have to move my YouTube channel to a different channel. Okay, I had to abandon my previous YouTube channel for saying the stuff that Fauci is now saying. He said, many children are entering hospitals for reasons unrelated to COVID, by, like broken bones, but are registered as COVID hospitalizations simply because they got a PRC test uh, positive, therefore, therefore inflating the numbers. He, uh, he, so St. Fauci acknowledges that now. Uh, you know, it's not like we were saying this for how freaking long. It's not like these people, if, if, these, if someone is hospitalized and they test positive for COVID, they're getting marked as a COVID hospitalization. But yet at the same exact time, like what happens if they die from whatever happened if it's not COVID related? Are they still getting marked as a COVID? Well, I can't really talk too much about that now. I'll wait till Fauci comes out and says that all oh, these deaths are being overcounted. I'll wait. I'll wait till he comes out and say, says that. Until then, we can't really say that. Because, um, you know, whatever Fauci says is the arbiter of what you're allowed to say on social media. You know, even though the science, because he, he is the science. Even though the, the science keeps changing now. And it get, it's getting closer and closer by the day to what we have been saying. Dr. Andy Fauci reminded Americans to know the difference between hospitalizations with COVID and hospitalizations because of COVID. Uh, this is a direct admission that the percentage of individuals considered COVID hospitalizations may actually be hospitalized, hospitalized for something completely different, but happen to have the virus at the same time. This leads to a creation of statistics that mislead the American people. Ted Cruz took particular issue to the comments. Cruz accused Fauci of manipulating the COVID-19 narrative. Now Fauci says this, this is because pandemic politics have changed for the Biden administration, he questioned. Someone tweeted out, Dr. Anthony Fauci cites broken legs, uh, or appendix in uh, unrelated ailments are driving uh, factors behind the surge of COVID hospitalizations. Uh, okay. Uh, over the last year, claims that COVID cases are overreported or that the data has been misrepresented were labeled as conspiracy theorists. Now that the claims come directly from the horse's mouth. God damn. What's next? What is going to come out next? That we will write about from literally day one. Okay? This is why you can't trust, quote unquote, the science. This is why they don't want you to question the science. Because there's so much that we're saying is actually true. Might be a lot of stuff people are saying that may not be true. 
But a lot of the stuff that we're, I would say probably 99.9% of the stuff I've been saying seems to be true. Might have missed something here and there. That's why I don't want to do 100%. You know, I don't, I don't think they're, you know, I'm on the record saying I don't think they're putting microchips in our, in our, in our, you know, cotton swab tests that go up your nose. I, you know. I don't think they're putting microchips in the vaccine either. Okay, you know, we can we can all agree we can draw the line and, and ridiculous, okay? But what's next? What every single day that goes by, every time more information and real data and real stuff comes out, it seems to go more and more in our direction. If you had this scale right now, if you had a scale and it was the left and the right, okay? You got the left and the right. And you are saying to yourself, okay, so at the beginning of the pandemic, let's just put it in the middle. Or let's put it far. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little off. Let's just put the pendulum far to the left at the beginning of the pandemic, where it's just their narrative. Every single thing you say that's against their narrative gets completely obliterated and abolished on the internet. Okay? As time goes on, as we find out more information, same thing with Rand Paul. Remember when he called out Fauci? As time has been going on, as more information has been coming out, as the, the demographics of the people who are dying and, and, the, and the, the ailments that they had prior to COVID or what happened with the Democrat governors shipping people into nursing homes and making the deaths even high, the, the pendulum has just been swinging more and more to the right at a rapid pace that we have been right from day one. What we've been saying, and it doesn't take, you don't need to be a neurologist. You don't need to be an epidemiologist. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't need to be a scientist to look at the data and the numbers or a statistician to look at the data and the numbers and the graphs and the facts and to question things and to ask for answers on things. But the mainstream media and the government are obviously, you guys know this, all in cahoots and they're... They're funneling the flow of information in a way to keep everyday Americans in the dark and stupid. And big tech is involved in that as well. And th this is what it leads to, okay? In, in a month from now, I'll probably be coming back with another video. What is probably going to happen in probably a few years from now, my prediction is in a few years from now, hopefully in a shorter amount of time, there will be some data statistic thing going on where they're going to actually find the real death rate for COVID. And they're going to eliminate all the people who died with COVID. And we're actually going to get a real COVID death number. And we're going to probably see it be probably like 40% decreased, in my opinion. I'd say probably 30 to 50% decrease. I don't think 50. I'd say 30 to 45% decrease in the actual deaths. Where as a really, this is my prediction, okay? Don't take it as fast as my prediction. I just want it on record so this way when the data does come out, we can go back and reference this and be like, holy crap, look, he's right again. He's right again. We're all right again. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop me a like. Subscribe to the Pulse Vacations on every single day. If you can listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Thanks for watching. Peace out.